0: Joining us now is National Party leader Christopher Luxon. Thank you so much for being on the program. Hey Tim and Roman, how are you?
1: Very well, really nice and thank you for your time this afternoon. So Chris what tra- which traffic light would we be at now if you were the Prime Minister of the country?
2: Well look, I mean i would just zoom out a little bit and just say I think it is really disappointing but the reality is that we're not prepared and where we should be. I mean the benefit of New Zealand is that we get to see what's happening around the world and we get a bit of time to understand and to fast follow and to prepare properly and the bottom line is that we're actually just not prepared on a number of things, whether it's vaccine, booster rollouts, booster rollouts, you know, we're the fourth bottom in the OECD in the developed part of the world. We've only got 60% of people who are entitled to them have actually taken them. And so I guess my general theme is that and it's not like I'm not wanting to be critical for the sake of being critical, you know, um, but actually there's a big difference between talking uh, versus doing. And coming from my background, I don't understand how we can talk about these things, but they're actually not happening in the real world. So rapid antigen tests. You know, our healthcare testing system will get overwhelmed very quickly. We've seen it all around the world Um, and we need to have rapid antigen tests available to everybody. Well, I can walk into a supermarket in most countries around the world are freely available to everybody to buy Uh, and you can't do that here in New Zealand because the government's actually been rebuffing companies that have been having these rapid antigen tests
0: Okay, uh, so, sorry. But, so we're, which which setting then would you be at right well, now?
2: Well my, well, my question to you is that I don't think the frameworks are particularly, you know, helpful at this point. We've gone from alert level systems to steps to traffic lights to adjusted traffic lights to now three phases of of, of whatever. Um, yeah, you know, we are reluctantly supportive of having to go into a red system because the government's unprepared. But we should be very clear about what it takes get, to get back to orange. But the bigger question you've got to ask yourself is why aren't why aren't the actual actions taking place? Because um the traffic light gives okay. us some some security, but it actually doesn't mean anything if you're not gonna do anything. We're talking uh, talking about now, the rapid
0: sorry, talking about the rapid antigen testing Uh, It's been explained by epidemiologists that the reason we haven't had it is that it's really only useful when you've got a large scale infection. And so when you've got lots of people who have got it because there are slight flaws with the accuracy. So once Omicron is everywhere, then yes, it's helpful. But you didn't want people doing that test and thinking that they didn't have COVID when we had a more limited outbreak in the past.
2: So I think that's a lot of post-rationalisation, uh, if I'm really honest with you. I don't think that's good enough.
0: That's from you epidemiologists, know. not the government,
2: though. Yeah, sure. But what I'm saying to you is, you know, I've, I've run a business that's all about defying gravity and, and, and risk management to the New Zealand. Uh, and I can tell you, you know, you want to build multiple redundancies into the system. The same argument was run at me to say, well, actually, that's why we have an increased ICU bed capacity in the last year. We have we have 108 ICU beds, you know, available, as the latest report, and we haven't added a single one. Spent any money out of the COVID fund to do that? New South Wales before Omicron, before Delta, had doubled its ICU capacity. So would, so would it have
0: been good if we'd been using the rapid antigen tests, say last absolutely. year? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think so. And even I think though they're less accurate, is, yeah, but but look, here we are, here we are now, guys. Look at the situation we're in. We're now talking about rapid antigen testing, which we've been talking about for nine months. We've had companies come to New Zealand government and offer them rapid antigen tests, and they've been rebuffed. We have a small number that have been available to unvaccinated in pharmacies only in the last few weeks and months and a run out, uh, and now when you actually want them available, freely available in all supermarkets, you know it's an and question, not an or. And so it's all very well looking back through the rear vision mirror saying this is what we you know should have done. The reality is we need these things now. And Chris, if we 4. go back 6.
1: and look at that rear vision mirror, you've, you've referred to business, you've run big business. Your own sp- spokesperson on COVID, Chris Bishop, wanted to open things up a long time ago. If we'd had Chris Bishop's way, the country would be in a hell of a worse place than it is now.
2: No, I disagree with you on that. I mean, what we were talking about was not being reckless. We were talking about a phased, risk-adjusted place in which we could open up to different countries on high, medium, low risk, and that was in the context of the Delta. Obviously, Omicron has changed, and you would change it and and deal with that situation now. But the bigger issue is, you know exporters accepted once omicron's in the community uh, it's going to be a little bit irrelevant at some point we're going to have a strong miq we need some sort of miq facility but the reality is when you've got thousands of cases floating around the community then we need to be very clear about home isolation and how that's all going to work so the, the headline for me guys is there's a lot of talk um you know a lot of people prime minister can stand up and spin and communicate and pr and do all that stuff and that's great But the reality is there's a very big difference when you come from my world of actually doing things, getting it done, and making sure it's actually there uh, in the the real world.
0: Speaking of getting things done, it wasn't until probably in the last hour and a half that the National has finally taken down the online petition to end MIQ by Christmas. Why was that petition still live on the National Party website today?
2: I think it's just been a function of we actually do on the border stuff. We need to be very clear that we need to find a pathway to get to home isolation. I think that will happen uh, with community cases now within an Omicron environment. So this is a petition Uh,
0: to have ended MIQ already. So do you think that MIQ should not be there at all now because that petition was still up today as recently as half past one?
2: Well, I think our our reality was we had a proposal in the context of the Delta environment and the environment we were running the back half last year to say there's a pathway by which we should be able to get New Zealand home before Christmas and before Christmas uh, now, the situation has changed with Omicron and quite rightly changed our settings. Uh, but On the 23rd you, of January. That, <laughs> but having said that, what I'd say to you is, you know, there is a real need for us to get really clear about where we are going with the border because there is huge labour shortages. There is huge heartbreak happening there. Um, as you deal with an Omicron that comes present in the community, it becomes less relevant uh, and you've got to find a pathway to home isolation. And ultimately, you have to find a pathway to Yeah, we have a timeline for when we could open up to Australia and ultimately to the rest of the world. Chris, when you talk in your press release around,
1: when you talk around the need to have greater stocks, ICU capacity treatments, you are fully aware, of course, the government has deals with the pharmaceutical companies for antivirals with Merck, Sharp and Dome and with Pfizer. So what are you referring to there?
2: So what I'm saying to you is all the approvals are all the approvals in place. They are in other countries. Other countries don't have just a discussion or an order. They actually have ordered and they actually have them in supply. And that's what I'm talking about. There's a difference between getting things done and talking about stuff. The same thing, you'll hear the government and the Prime Minister say, oh no, we're looking at rapid antigen tests now. The reality is we have an abysmal stock of rapid antigen tests. If you're a business that wants to get your employees, tens of thousands of employees of your large company, even a small company, you can't get hold of those kits at the moment, right? And yet we've got lots of companies that have been wanting to talk to the government about that and have seen that as a common sense thing to do. I think ICU beds is another one. You know, people said, oh, well, don't worry about it. yeah, and, and the reason I'm concerned about it, guys, is that fundamentally the reason we had the same problem with Delta. You know, the reason we went into a 15-week lockdown in Auckland was because we didn't, we were slow on our vaccination rollout. Uh, The prime minister back in earlier in the year was saying, don't worry, New Zealand, it's all good because other countries need it more than us. And the reality was that caused us to get into that. Well, I think I think
0: we all know that it's highly debatable whether we could have got it any sooner. But nevertheless, during the week, you said that you'd always said that Auckland should have moved straight to orange and not to green, as people have claimed. We've got some of that audio for you now.
2: Just, just for the record, what I always said was Auckland should move from red to orange sooner than what it did. That's what I was talking about. Then, not, not to green. Just for the record.
0: Okay. And then, in early December, there's audio of you saying that Auckland businesses should be green and the rest of the traffic light system abolished.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, this sector here is ready for Auckland to go straight to green because if you.
0: So there, there seems yeah. to be some confusion uh, from no, you no, as to where we should confusion.
2: be. Yeah, so that, that event was I was walking around the viaduct talking to hospitality businesses. It was the second time I'd gone to visit any of them, and what they were telling me was, as you heard me just say, that that sector is saying that we should go to green now. My argument was that you know we, at that point in time we should be looking, letting Auckland go through to orange, um, and that's 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 where I was.
0: All right, thank you very much for your time. That is National Party leader Christopher Luxon.